Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hello and welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk here on 880 AM Kixie. I am Stacey Heller. I am joined by my co-host, Eric Ryder. That's me. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is a Thursday afternoon and uh, we're heading, I'm going to say we're heading into the weekend, right? Thursday is basically like weekend light. (laughs) Why not? Sure. Um, This show is meant to be an alternative to... All the stuff that you have to do that we consume on a daily basis. There's just a lot of negative out in the world. And we like to focus on the stuff that is a little softer. We soften the edge a bit, right? Like life is hard enough. We don't need so many hard edges. So um, we just like to have fun and have a conversation. So thank you to those of you that listen live while you are going about your lives. And I... If you miss an episode and you're just like, oh, my gosh, I just need to listen to this on repeat. No problem. We got you. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And um, like, who doesn't want to listen to us on repeat? Nobody. (laughs) I I don't think anybody wants to listen to us on repeat. But I mean, we do a new episode every single week. So uh, there's lots to listen to if this is your first time joining us. And we've covered, you know, so many great topics. Right. You know, movies, books, first dates. That's right. Yeah. All the important stuff. All the controversial stuff. All the controversial <laughs> stuff. Uh, pumpkin spice lattes. Right. Speaking That's, of controversy. I mean, wow. like, again, hard hitting news that, here. But we almost came to blows on that one. I thought we were going to get hate mail. Yeah. We did not. We <laughs> get no mail. So we're still trying to work on so this. So I guess everybody agreed with us on that. I, I mean, we're right. They're wrong or <laughs> well, whatever. And I mean, once they heard us make our case, they were like, okay, well, I got to hand it to them. I shouldn't get upset about this, as Eric says, or the people on your side said, I should get upset about this. Right. Yeah. So, because, you know, yeah, you know, it would be really great if uh, one of you, just because you were taking mercy on us, you let us know that uh, you hear us out there. I mean, I feel like. Maybe I'm in like a bomb shelter with you and like it's like, hello, hello, hello. Um, if you want to connect with us. and That sounded let, more like a mine shaft. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Well, you, you get the idea. Um, if you'd like to connect with us and let us know that somebody is hearing us, that would be awesome. You can text or call. Four seven five nine 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 two seven two six. Keep in mind, it is a four seven five area code. Again, nine 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 two seven two six. Or as Eric likes to say, four seven five nine nine yap am. That's right. Because we're yapping away on this AM station. Four seven five nine nine yap am. There you go. So. Um, Hey, we're getting right into it today. So for those of you that are not regular listeners, uh, each week we start the show with some ridiculous high holidays. 
uh, spelled with a Z, of course, because then that shows you that they're not like really holidays. They're like kind of holidays. Right. Uh, the site that I go entirely to, made up holidays that don't quite. I mean, all holidays are entirely made up at some point, but they kind of caught on. You know, these are holidays that I don't. I'm not sure that they've caught on really with more than two or three people. Right. Marketers mostly. Pretty much. Although, um, I will say I am seriously contemplating for 2023 marking the existence of this show by trying to see if I can come up with a holiday. And um, the site that I look up all of these ridiculous high holidays, you can actually try to get a holiday. And so I am thinking that I'm going to work on this. This is my 2023 goal. Don't ask me to celebrate. Right? Exactly. (laughs) You can't keep me down. Um, I'm just saying. It could happen, and when it happens, it's going to be big, huge. You get a cupcake, and you get a cupcake. <laughs> if it promotes the podcast, I'm all for it. Great. There you go. He's a practical man. So uh, speaking of today's holidays, so technically this isn't considered an international day, except that it's Sesame Street Day, and Sesame Street has gone international. There are versions and variations of the show all around the world. So I decided to say that it is an international uh day of recognition uh the first episode of the show aired on november 10th in 1969 wow right the year before i was born and uh it has become a mainstay of children's entertainment and education everywhere i mean there are people that came to the united states as immigrants and talk about how they learned to speak english to count those kinds of things with the count. I mean, it's an important institution. I mean, it's been around since, you know, 1969 and countless children have learned, you know, uh, a lot about their alphabet, about their numbers, all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thanks to Sesame Street. And it really prepared a lot of kids for kindergarten. Totally. And beyond. I mean, you and I have talked about how I think I sang this once and you were like, oh, yeah, I remember that. The one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And I think it was the artwork was done by like Peter Max, who like would go on to be a big artist and did sure. a lot of album covers and that kind of thing. I mean, and they've had so many huge celebrity guest stars over the years because everybody thinks back to when they were a kid and they loved Sesame Street that, uh, yeah, they want to contribute. So, yeah, yeah it's it's an amazing you know, I said it. It's an institution, and uh, Who's your I'm glad character? it's still around. Um, I think when I was a kid, my favorite character was Grover, and I think I'm still pro Grover. I love Grover. Grover's <laughs> such a love. I mean, he was the only one that was like also a superhero. They had Super Grover <laughs> for a while. Remember that? Yes. So, he had the SG on his chest. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm pro Grover. I love that. I'm with you on that. Grover might be mine, actually, now that you say it. I, I'm a big fan of Fozzie, but that's more like the Muppet show than it is yeah. Sesame Street. Yep. So Only Kermit crossed over. Yeah. And so with that, I'm sort of like, okay, um, similar energy between Fozzie Bear and Grover, like just sort of like, okay, here I am. Um, I also was very struck by uh, Snuffleupagus as an imaginary friend. Um 
I remember that being like this thing that it was like, nobody can see it. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's not the only one that has an imaginary friend. I was almost bummed when they outed him so that other people could see him. Did you have an imaginary friend as a child? I did. Oh, wow. Was he a uh, woolly mammoth or whatever? No. <laughs> Snuffleupagus was. No. <laughs> it was just like, I. it was probably like if I were to do Freudian psychoanalysis, it was like some later, easier going version of myself that I could talk to. Yeah, you know. Um, but I loved. Did he or she have a name? No. Okay. No, not really. Yeah, I. It wasn't like Snuffy. I mean, like I'm starting to think this imaginary friend might actually be imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was not a long, sustained friendship. Okay. It was definitely basically like, you talk to yourself. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. Its name was Tracy. <laughs> Yeah, now that you say it, every that kid actually... talks to themselves. Though, I mean, I think it's, I think it's actually an important part of growing up because you're thinking out loud, you know, and uh, sometimes thinking out loud helps you think more clearly. I can't believe I lost my first imaginary friend. As <laughs> <laughs> it turns out, I was friends with myself. Well, you're supposed to be. Hey, friends with you got to be friends with yourself, otherwise, who else is gonna, you know? That's if, true. If you can't stand yourself, who else is gonna stand you? That, this is true. Um, so Annie, my oldest, her favorite character was the Count. She loved the Count. And I was like, really? I mean, she could not get enough. And then on the flip side. I like the Count, too, but he's kind of a one-trick wonder. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of personality besides the fact that he liked the Count. Yeah, but he also did the Transylvania polka. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Well, you clearly did not have four children that needed to watch (laughs) Sesame Street videos on repeat over and over again. For sure. And then the funny thing about Grover is that there was, do you remember Monsterpiece Theater? Yes. Okay. So when Alistair Cookie, a.k.a. the Cookie Monster... Uh, he talked about. I love how they just cram in all these like references, references? that uh, no child would get, would but, ever get. But but their parents often were watching along too, so it was like oh, okay, yeah, yeah like oh that's that I can relate to exactly. So uh, they would do these kind of, I don't know, like Sesame Street versions of like you know Hitchcock movies or whatever, and they did the Thirty Nine Stairs with Grover. <laughs> and it was like him going up these stairs and he's like, you know, oh, I'm climbing up these stairs and like, oh, there's so many more stairs. And they tried to make it suspenseful. It freaked Annie out. To this day, she is 26 years old. And if you talk to her about the 39 stairs, she's like, la, 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 la. It freaks her out. Now, was like, this like a vertigo thing or? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. And she just like, it, it totally freaked her out and it just made pete and i of course cackle and so therefore we'd like to torture her and uh she probably should be doing more therapy than she's doing so there you go (laughs) this is how childhood trauma starts folks with sesame street um so anyway so happy sesame street day to all the sesame street folks it is also national vanilla cupcake day so does that mean all the other flavors have their own cupcake Day only I if mean, somebody tried to get it for them. It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll eat a vanilla cupcake right now if someone hands it to me. But I just don't know that that necessarily yeah needs its own day. 
I will say that as a kid, I was not necessarily a huge fan of vanilla cupcakes. And now I will choose a vanilla cupcake over chocolate. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Big fan of especially the vanilla cake part. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding that chocolate very often is too sweet for me. Interesting. Yeah. I like vanilla, but uh, for cupcakes, I think I would choose pretty much any other kind <laughs> over vanilla uh, if I was choosing. But if some, again, if someone handed one to me, I'd be happy to have the vanilla cupcake. But, you know, chocolate, you can't beat that. In my mind, uh, lemon, you know, the, yeah. even the, you know, the various, all the various cupcakes, I am, I'm all for them. Again, I don't think they all need their own holiday, though. Well, you know, it's all that, like, it's being diversive and inclusive, right? It takes sure. a lot of cupcakes to make the world go round, I suppose, and how typical that the vanilla cupcake is the one that gets its own day, right? Just saying. Um, now, when you were a kid, were you, did you bring cupcakes into school and then did you pass them around to your classmates or had that already stopped where you weren't allowed to do that? I know that, uh, like, kindergarten, we, like, each, like, week or something, a different parent basically would get selected for, like, the Friday snacks. But I don't remember ever doing cupcakes. I think we, I remember doing, like, vegetable crackers or, (laughs) remember, like, chicken in a cracker? Oh, yeah, the chicken biscuit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I I think I, I brought those the week that my mom had to... Okay. Um, so. so I don't know if this is an East Coast thing or if I'm just that much older. When I was a kid and it was your birthday, your parent or you or whatever would bake cupcakes and you would bake enough for everyone in the class plus for the teacher plus the principal, the school nurse, the like yeah, your gym a lot teacher. Of right. So, you know, there was like usually 25 kids or so in your class and then you were baking them for all your favorite teachers mm-hmm. and you were permitted to go walk around with the cupcakes and give them to all of your teachers and stuff. You know, no learning time lost there. And it was like your time to shine. And so we got 25 different days where we got cupcakes typically. And it was always done in a like a cardboard shirt box covered with foil because how else are you going to store all these cupcakes? And um, they don't do that anymore. Between food allergies and, again, lost learning time, it's gone by the wayside. And I miss that kinder, gentler time. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really have anything else to say about that except that it's a bummer. <laughs> but as a as a parent, I mean, I guess you don't have kids in, like, elementary school at this point anymore. But, I mean, I think parents have so much on their plate. They've got to be happy to not have to. And deal with one more it. thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, okay, and then birthdays today. So this is not going to mean as much to you as it does to me, uh, but today is the birthday of Lily Pulitzer. No, not the Pulitzer Prize. Lily Pulitzer of Preppy Wear. Uh, very East Coast-based, very pink and green, and palm trees think like, Palm Beach, not Palm Springs, but Palm Beach and like whales and dolphins and like the preppy handbook with like um, bright, bright colors and shift dresses and whatever. Anyway, um, she was a mainstay of fashion when I was growing up and continues to be one. I think she's 
now deceased. I'm not sure. I don't want to kill her before her time. Um, but it's uh, it's a look, and it's a very specific look. And um, but hey, it, it was a part of my life. And you know, Lily, it, you're fabulous and colorful and just ridiculously preppy. And so happy birthday to you. Yeah, their website says women's resort wear <laughs> dresses and swimwear. That's their their headline. So I guess that gives you some idea. Yeah. The... I mean, do you see some of the clothes that they have? And it's like crazy blues and pinks and greens. And they keep trying to modernize, but it's like, mm, who are we kidding? Yeah, it's like someone, you know, kind of hosed down some ladies with some uh watercolors. <laughs> yeah, like think like Mrs. Roper from Three's Company, but like less browns of the 70s and more like the bright colors in the crayon box. Um that's kind of the vibe. And uh they do have some menswear, but it's usually pretty limited and like ties and some pants and things. Hey, Eric, you could get a pair of Lily Pulitzer pants. Maybe uh, a maybe a whole suit. Yeah, I don't think that that look is for me, but uh, she apparently passed on in 2013 uh, at the age of 81 and appropriately uh, passed in Palm Beach, Florida. So, uh, you know, the perfect place for somebody that does cabana wear to uh, pass on. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure her story is interesting that like she didn't have a lot of money or she was recently divorced from her husband. And so she started making clothes and they took off. And so was quite literally like self-made and took inspiration from the area where she lived and figured it out. Um, you know, so she's one of those people that she did not grow up in like a, a Tony environment. Um, she actually made her money the old-fashioned way. She earned it. Well, with that said, do you have any regrets that you feel like you missed from the um, pumpkin spice latte? Nothing that was keeping me up at night. You okay. know, I, I stand by my very milk toast <laughs> response to it. Just, there are other things like, to get your knickers in a twist about. Exactly. There you go. All right. Uh, I do want to follow up on the orange wine conversation that I was like, oh, we'll talk about this next week. But let's take a break and maybe we can talk about it for a few minutes. For sure. And um, and then we'll come back and also talk to Vance. So keep listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. We'll be right back. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, J.D.K. Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. 
Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. Hey, welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am one of your hosts, Stacy Heller, and of course, I'm joined by. Hey, it's me, Eric Reiner. There he is. So, um, okay, this is the part of the show when we normally talk about our topic that we picked last week. However, last week, and for those of you listening to the podcast, uh, last last one, I was like, oh my gosh, orange wine. There was an episode that we did about a month or so where we talked mm-hmm. about orange wine. Right. And I learned about this while I was in Italy. And it turns out that it's a whole thing. And I learned about the features and benefits and that it's a legit thing. I learned that uh, orange wine is made in a part of Italy that used to belong to, I don't know my geography, but it makes sense to say it was part of Germany, France. I don't know, something. I don't know, some part of the country. Now, maybe, I don't know. I have to listen back. I took a video of the gentleman that was talking about it at the winery, and he was saying that it's a part of the country that had been taken. And then, like, they did their own thing because they were like, oh, we're not going to do what you do. And so it turns out that, as we learned, orange wine is uh, white wine and the skin is left on. And I learned that the longer you have the skin on a wine, uh, when it's macerating and doing whatever it's supposed to do, the darker in color it gets. So um, a rosé, it's on for a very short period of time. And, uh, and same with reds, like they're more, they get deeper and deeper. So I learned a lot, uh, retained very little because I also consumed a decent amount of the tasting. <laughs> but I I kind of had this like it was like the universe's way of slapping me on the hand and being like, "Oh, you joke about orange wine, but like it's a thing and how dare you speak ill of it." So, I stand corrected. It is a thing. Well, did you I don't recall you speaking ill of it. Uh I I think you just said, "Oh, is orange wine a thing?" <laughs> and so I remember having a whole conversation, and then coming, we started talking from about a place of, orange flavored stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And then my question was: Is there actually an alcoholic beverage that's based on orange, uh, actual orange, not orange coloring, uh, or you know, a wine looking orange? But yeah, and and I, I still haven't found evidence of that. There is a soda called an orange jigger that's got a little bit of fermented orange uh, juice into it. So there's trace trace alcohol, but uh, I don't think that, that really qualifies. But, uh, yeah, um, so we, um, we learn so much every we week. We do. And- we learn so, so much about so little. <laughs> okay, again. Edutainment, Eric. Edutainment. True. That's what we do here. Um, and I mean, but is- this this vacation, by the way, just sounds like uh, a fantastic time. And if people want to hear more about it, they should check out Stacy Connects, your other show, and you've got a podcast called Roman Holiday that talks about your adventures over there. 
And uh, you go into quite a lot of depth, and I think people would really enjoy it, especially if they're interested in visiting Italy. Absolutely. And if you have a question, you can always reach out. And again, text me or uh, leave me a voicemail, and I will answer all up 475-999-2726. I'd be happy to tell you about my trip. I would be happy to tell you about my travel agent who made a lot of it happen for me. Okay, our topic today is favorite YouTube channels. Now, I feel like, as per usual, I'm going to have things to share, and you're going to think that you have nothing to share, and then it's going to turn out that you actually do watch things. Oh, no, I watch a lot of YouTube. Oh, you so, do? Yeah, so I, oh. I've got plenty to, to talk about here. All right, well yeah. then, well, I'm going to let you kick it off. What's one that you've been subscribed to for the longest-ish? I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. Wow, that's a good question. I'm not sure <laughs> I have the answer uh, to that. Look um, at that, I've whatever. already stumped you. Yeah, you've definitely stumped me there because I probably subscribed to like a friend's okay. YouTube channel at some point. All right, well, uh, what's probably the most early mainstream on. one? That you subscribe to. So I subscribe to Late Night with Seth Meyers, and I anytime he puts up the closer look uh, videos, I watch those and enjoy them. So I like he does day drinking with Seth. Yeah, he does closer look about twice a week for whatever reason. That's the only part of the show that I get into, and so I watch that uh, twice a week. And since I don't really watch, I don't. Care about the interviews so much or his other bits, you know, it's perfect to have that one little chunk of comedy each week mm-hmm. on YouTube yep. um, pop up. So, totally. yeah. So, that's probably the most mainstream one I subscribe to. But there's a lot of, you know, ones that I. I'd like that. I think a lot of people would know, like the Rift Tracks um, channel. Okay. Uh, if you like uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Rift Tracks, which members, uh, cast members used to be involved with Mystery Science Theater doing their own thing. Okay. And then the Mads are back. Um, and it's all the same concept, just riffing over cheesy movies. And so there's a lot of great content from them, all of them on well, YouTube fun. that you can subscribe to. That They put up full movies, all of them do, um, but a lot of them put up uh, just like shorts too that you can enjoy in 10 minutes or so. So. Yeah, That's cool. Those are some fun ones. Okay. I don't know the answers to my own questions, the one that I've been like following the longest. I definitely do the same thing that you do. Like I am subscribed to like Stephen Colbert and Seth Meyers and even The Tonight Show and The Late Late Show because there's like different bits from each of the shows right. that I really like. You can kind of like uh, consume late night TV as a buffet now, you know, you just exactly. pick the things you like and enjoy those. Exactly. Like sometimes uh, when, you know, there's a musician that plays, it's really fun to see that. Or if there's, you know, somebody in particular, I really like Stephen Colbert's, um, his questionnaire that he does. Uh, he also does a thing where they lie under the stars and they ask questions, which I think is kind of funny. Um, so I follow all of those. Big questions with even bigger stars. Yes. I think that is. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Um, one that I've been following for a long time because our son Charlie started watching um, Rhett and Link, So Good Mythical Morning, like years ago. I mean, he was in like elementary school or something. I mean, they've been on forever. And the funny thing is, he's 
20 and he's long since over it and i am still watching good mythical morning <laughs> see i have no idea what that is so uh, oh. but that just goes to show how much content there is on youtube and you know that i mean it's funny that there's people that can become like really big celebrities that you know the vast majority of the country never heard of but to their core whatever two million uh subscribers they're like superstars, you know. Totally. And they, so like, I think they're a few years younger than me. So they're in their 40s, uh, mid to late 40s. And they've been best friends since like third grade and they grew up together and they went to like college together. I mean, the whole thing. And so they've been doing the show forever. So that's definitely one that I've been following forever. Okay. What is the most random one that you follow? The most random one. Um, yeah, that's a good question because there's, there's so many that I don't know that they're random. <laughs> like I follow one that's called Jiggin' with Jordan. Now it's this guy that it's like in the South. I want to say he's like like Florida or Georgia. I don't know, somewhere. And he goes treasure hunting with like his scuba tank and like, whatever, and then he's bought a submarine and he's bought these random things. And, you know, they'll go to these places, they find treasure, they try to fix the iPhones that they find, and if they can figure out who it belongs to, they actually return it. Uh, You know, if they find rings and that kind of thing, they try to return them. Um, It's just like a, a good old boy that likes to go fishing and ride his boat and has monetized it. And... I don't like fishing. I like I it is the most random like how did I get here? Yeah. Yeah. But you subscribed. But I hit subscribe <laughs> because I was like I need to know what's going on with the submarine. Like it's such a bizarre thing. All right. Well, random for me, I guess. Uh there's uh, I subscribe to a channel called Scottish TV and it's T E E V E E. So Scottish TV. Okay. And I, this guy just uploads like um, classic uh, music clips from like the 90s uh, and the early knots um, that I guess he taped off Scottish television. Um, so you'll just see like uh, just interviews and music performances and stuff of all kinds of great artists. So. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and and stuff that I haven't found elsewhere on YouTube. Um, and, you, you know, it's you would think like, oh, everything's up there at this point. But there's there's lots of stuff oh. that's still being <laughs> discovered and posted by folks. So that's a fun one if you're a music lover of that time period, because I don't think he's got too much stuff from like the 50s and 60s right. or definitely uh, not stuff from like this year or last year. Interesting. Okay, so on the music thing then, uh, I subscribed years ago to um, Postmodern Jukebox. And uh, Scott Bradley is kind of the brainchild behind it. He is uh, a pianist and he puts together music. So music that is from, you know, uh, any age, stage, decade, whatever – And he changes the music so that it's like, oh, I'm going to sing, like, Clean Out My Closet by Eminem, but as, like, a 60s girl group song. 
And then he has like a stable of singers and musicians and even dancers that will then do a video of that song. And so talented. Uh, He actually did a TED Talk where he talked about how you can change things up. And uh, he also um, has a show that I actually went to, I want to say the Paramount maybe or... um, somewhere else in Seattle and I saw his crew performing and just amazing. Uh, so that's kind of a random one. It's like, it's kind of fun, like yeah. seeing, um, you know, a Miley Cyrus song as like a hoedown. There's a lot of people that kind of come up with a gimmick like that. <laughs> and then they just kind of mind that, uh, you know, for content every week. Totally. Um, so, and, and it's yeah. nice when there's some actual, thought and talent like thought and talent behind it like seeing his ted talk and talking about what he does and and sort of the music education and the appreciation for modern con- content and um older takes on songs uh is an interesting thing well speaking of music one of my fave channels on there um that uh you know they actually post a lot of stuff that i don't like but when they post stuff that i do like it's a real treat um it's art. It's art concert. I think is how you say it. But it's a, a French. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure if it, the, the French government is involved or their public broadcasting or whatever. But uh, they host and produce uh, concerts um, by tons of different artists. So. You've got uh, uh, full-length concert performances, and often they'll do things like um, have like a, a concept uh, with it. So it's like the like a, a band I like called the Divine Comedy did an album called Office Politics. Okay. So Art Concert uh, did a show for French TV where they played in an office building and they had people ah. dramatizing like a, a office party going out of control around the performance. So it was really ah, cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so um, A-R-T-E Concert is the channel. And just, I mean, Wet Leg uh, Concerts recently, Pete Doherty, Franz Ferdinand, uh, Baxter Dury, a um, whole bunch of like uh, British artists, but also you know a whole bunch of French artists. Uh, they've got everything from metal to classical, um, you know, just a whole bunch of great music content uh, available there for free, which I love. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Good Clean Family Fund is the Bucket List family. So the Bucket List family uh, is this couple um, that uh, I think he went to BYU. Maybe both of them did. And he made a bucket of money doing something. I don't know what. And he and his wife basically took off. I think they're on like week 200 and something. And during that time, they've had three kids and they travel the world with their kids and basically homeschool them they do finally have a place in hawaii where is that's kind of their their main spot when they go home uh but it's just such an interesting thing to see this couple traveling the world with these young kids and the different places that they go and um 
the things that they do. I'm like, like somebody that actually did it, like picked up and went. Um, And, you know, they've been able to monetize this, of course, and they get all kinds of great opportunities, I'm sure, to travel and they get sponsorships and that kind of thing. Uh, But it's just an interesting, like, it's kind of cool being aware. Which For isn't sure. creepy at all. <laughs> uh, it, and what's another one for you? Um, well, uh, you know, if you're a fan of the, the, the any of the Marvel movies or shows or Star Wars um, or anything along those lines, fantasy, sci-fi, uh, the Nerdist uh, channel on YouTube is a must-subscribe because they do a great job doing recaps. And um, also, you know, like, uh, here's all the things you might have missed in a particular episode. So uh, I'm finding I'm really, I I call it my post-show analysis. (laughs) So (laughs) if I watch an episode of, you know, Andor on Disney+, Plus. Um, I may not get all the hidden like Easter eggs and references to the greater Star Wars universe because, you know, who has the time for all that? But they get them all. And so if you watch like a five minute or to 10 minute video afterwards, you can get all that stuff and feel like a real insider um, to, you know, all the stuff that the directors and writers were going for. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's not necessary, but it just enhances things. So um, I would say Nerdist is uh, worth checking out for sure. That's a cool one. Yeah, absolutely. And the hosts are, are fun and genuinely funny, too. So right. that makes it, you know, it's not like it doesn't feel like homework or whatever. It's just pure enjoyment. Right. Which, I mean, is is huge. I mean, and YouTube is, as you said, it's like it's it is so much content. Like I will watch Saturday Night Live on Sunday morning watching the various skits and there are some that are cut for time and you know, so that's kind of cool. Uh comedians that do really funny things. Uh there's one that is like improv in a car with Cat and Nate and it's this married couple and they just will like have a random topic and they just sort of go with it and I'm like that's funny. It's just organically, as you say, it's a bit. And they just have a conversation and they just kind of go with it. I mean, you can learn stuff like the band OK Go. Remember them? Sure. Their videos. Like, talk about a rabbit hole. Um, and then I also. Well, any band you like, any comedian you like, they all have their own channels at this point yep. on YouTube. They, you know, they may not post like every week or whatever. But it's a great way to get, you know, all kinds of great, like, exclusive content. So totally. um, you should definitely, you know, if there's a band you like, subscribe and support them on YouTube. Totally. And there's always, there's always like, those suggested for you type things. And, right. Um, and there's tons of things to learn. Like, I'm still obsessed with Mark Rober and, you know, the former NASA uh, engineer who has his own channel. And he recently just posted his obstacle course for squirrels. 3.0. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't need to watch an engineer try to basically baffle squirrels in his backyard? Most educational that you watch. Uh, in a way, probably him, because like he's explaining things all the time and you're like, I just learned something, which is sort of sad and pathetic because it's it's truly edutainment. What about you? 
I I subscribe to PBS's Story Channel, which is great, and um, there's a, a particular one sub <laughs> sub channel of the storied channel um called monstrum and they've got a uh professor uh called dr z who is my celebrity crush um, who hosts the, <laughs> That's the show. these monstrum uh videos and they go in depth like on all the classic monsters and even modern monsters um from folklore and movies and stuff uh, explain their origins and explain, you know, a, a little bit uh, more behind them and some of the thinking that may have spawned those ideas about those monsters. So, you know, perfect for next time you're getting into the spooky season. But yeah. even year round, it's just a lot of fun. She's really great as she's so smart and funny. Um, and, uh, you know, the the content is really good. So I mean- s- storied. Uh, from PBS. PBS, I mean, done, right? It's where Sesame Street came from. Right? That's right. Yeah, bring so it all. Bring it all back. All the way back, yep. All right. Well, uh, with that, uh, we need to go see, uh, meet some of the people in our neighborhood, uh, the people that you meet each day, one of them, of course, being the deli guy. Yeah, speaking so, of meat. Exactly. The lord of the sandwich himself, Vance Stinkfelder. So On listening. the line. Tell us what we're eating after we come back from this break. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects, it's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacey Heller, joined by Eric. That's right. And we are now joined by the Lord of the Sandwich himself, <laughs> the Duke <laughs> of the Deli, the King of the Kanish. That's right. We're talking to Vance Dingfelder from Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Deli dude. Yay, Delicatessen. Whoa. Hey, we're getting close to opening, guys. I got to see it with my own two eyes. Uh, I am so excited. Last weekend, yeah. I'm excited too. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of opinions. Of course, you have opinions. Okay, it's a Jewish deli. For goodness <laughs> sake. Okay, everybody's got an opinion. <laughs> I mean, yes, and uh, I am not afraid to share my opinions. And while I sat there. I had I finally tried one of the Kaiser rolls and it was amazing. Oh, thank you. We Papa Papa's Kaiser. Yes. Rolls oh my gosh. Are... Okay, and I got to meet Papa, who does the baking for Dingfelders, and the nicest man, and so like just a, such a kind, calm energy, which is so nice when you're in the food industry because there's always such a frenetic pace and. There's something about that calm energy, especially when it goes into baked goods. They just taste that much better. Well, Papa certainly knows um, the secret ingredient. And uh, his, his, his rugula, okay, and his babka, his challah, 
Uh, Makes you want to holla. Holla for the holla. We and and the thing that's nice about that space is his patience, right? He is patient. Uh, he is, uh, you know, um, somebody that really takes uh, what you say and he'll work at it and making it better. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, it's just a pleasure to work with him. You know. Um, I love all the phone ringings. I feel like I'm on a... The phone ringing in the background is really great. But no, you I know what? just letting I, the phones ring. I feel like I'm on like a telethon where I'm like, please stand by. Uh, I mean, if um, that doesn't speak to like... like it's the... like, it is. We're in a marathon. It's, a, it's just a... It's a telethon. It's a Labor Day. Where's Jerry Lewis Jerry out Lewis. here? To... Exactly. <laughs> We're raising money for sandwiches, folks. <laughs> We need to do something like that. Maybe right? we do. You know, if you call in the next maybe 15 we do minutes. A, a town hall. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you call in the next 15 minutes, you can get your order made by Vance himself. That's Vance right. Can make your order right now. Boom. Exactly. Because he's on the line. <laughs> he's back to the Kaiser roll. Yes. I love his Kaiser roll, okay? His Kaiser roll is amazing. In fact, I don't like us to use it. The next day, if we have leftover Kaiser rolls, I donate them. Oh, well, that's <laughs> nice. I mean, that's just, just so good. Fresh. Yeah, I got to have you one know. that had just come out and I had your egg salad, which I'm obsessed with, as you know, and your pickles. And it was just. It, well, the Kaiser roll is such a perfect vehicle for the egg salad. Oh, totally. Okay. But I, I, I have to say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm low-carbing it, trying to lose some weight. So the, the, ends, the crust on the rye bread is insane, okay? It's so good. And well, something that we're selling that we can't keep up with, okay, yeah. is bagel chips. Oh. Bagel chips. I th- wasn't that my idea, by the way? Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, If you're going to ask me whose idea it was, and you say, wasn't it my idea? I have to digress a little bit. But wait, but wasn't it? I'm just (laughs) Yes, it was. Yes. Of course, Stacey. It was your idea. It may not be. I'm open to it not being my idea. Well, I mean, have you seen bagel chips other places? I don't mean my idea in the world. I mean (laughs) an idea within your world. In making bagel chips? All right, never mind. It was clearly not my idea. Anyway, whatever. Bagel bagel chips are like a a thing, but everybody has a different bagel chip, right? And ours have kind of evolved a little bit, but, you know, I I have found that people like them plainer rather than flavored. Oh, yeah. But like a little salty. Yeah, salt. That's it. And... Your salmon salad on it? Okay, wait, wait. So, talk about the. How about the whitefish salad? Whitefish salad and bagel chips are like a drug. Kind <laughs> of. You can't stop. Okay, it's just crazy. Or tuna, even the tuna salad. You I know, know but you put it. celery in your tuna salad, and I don't like celery. Well, what are you gonna? I do? love it. <laughs> I personally like. Um, I got to try that tuna salad. That sounds in my really tuna good. Salad. I do. Um, you know, even so, in my old man's restaurant, they didn't put the onion. They just did the celery. 
What else goes in that uh, that tuna salad? Because everybody That's does it. it a little differently. That's it. It's onion, celery, mayo. That sounds pretty good. That's it. No and, pickle, and, though? And, and, and no. No. Oh, my gosh. Like... No. He's like, no. If I feel like if he no. was here, if he could reach through the phone and like slap you upside the head, he would. What kind of onion? You know, just just a good walla walla sweet onion. All right. Okay. I would have right? also accepted red onion, but uh, no. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Onion, okay. No. Vance no. has very strong opinions. I know. On the tuna salad, as do I. But listen, have you ever eaten that? that okay. So, and it also has to be. Like solid white albacore tuna. Well, yes. Not, none of this chunk light hazarai. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wants brown tuna fish. Okay, please. You know, or the. the, the it's and, chicken of the sea. And, That's and, what it is. And it, forget it. Okay, Charlie, get lost. All right, you're out of here. <laughs> Sorry, but, Charlie. But whoever decides to put sweet relish. In their tuna fish, you're out of your mind. That's all I'm saying. Guess I'm out of my mind, but (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll let my mind be changed when I try yours. (laughs) Please do, okay? I really do. And and you know what, Eric? Come for your birthday sandwich. Yeah. Um, yeah, You know, because that's something I've, you know, in my old man's restaurant, okay, it was an ice cream parlor restaurant when I grew up in, they used to have. It was called Jan's Ice Cream Parlor. Uh-huh. If you lived in New York, you knew it, right? It was, it was a franchise. There was about seven or eight of them throughout the city. The original one was in Richmond Hill, Queens. It opened in 1897, okay? So it was a really cool, um, old-fashioned ice cream parlor that served food. And, and the, the thing that, uh, that they used to do was give away... On your birthday, you got a free Sunday. All you had to do was prove it was your birthday. Birth certificate, license. Right. So it was a thing. I was thinking we should do a sandwich. I like it. Oh, yeah. Right? Let's institute this policy by Sunday, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It's the inaugural sandwich. We'll do a little tribute to Eric. Or, yeah, I was just going to say, let's do a special thing that, like, if people listen to the show then and it's their birthday and they can prove it, then it's Ooh. like, hey, I want, an, like, an Eric birthday sandwich or something. I, I want the Eric special. <laughs> right? Which basically means right? it's your birthday it's and your you birthday. get it. Right, yeah. right, right. And, and only people that listen to the show can get it. Right. Otherwise, how would you know about Eric's Otherwise, birthday? Otherwise, you wouldn't know about Eric and you wouldn't know about Eric's birthday. So if you go, I want the Eric special on your birthday, you get a free sandwich. You heard it here first. On their birthday or on my birthday? On their birthday. (laughs) On their birthday, okay. Right. But in honor of your birthday. But in honor of you. Fantastic. I love it. Okay. You come down, you're going to get your tuna salad on a Kaiser roll. Because, you know, I got to say, the Kaiser roll is, is, you know, as much as I'm a caraway rye guy. But that Kaiser roll, <laughs> you just got to be able to, you know, especially when you get like a two-meat combo or a three-meat combo on a right. Kaiser roll. It's huge. Freaking tremendous. You can't even fit it in the box. Uh, yeah, I watched that, which um, <laughs> we got so off track here. But um, I will what are we say. for dinner? Right, what well, for dinner? <laughs> basically what we're eating is what you're serving because on 
uh, over last weekend when I got to come and watch you at the line and the some of the things that we talked about, like watching you cut the pastrami on the, the bias, pastrami. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then talking about like the extra lean meat and it was like, Ugh. <laughs> and, you know, seeing all of that food, it, it just brought it all to life. And I can't wait until the space is open so that everybody can oh. see and smell and taste what we've yes. been talking about all this time. I'm so excited. I, I, it's just that, you know, because when you let people in, right, and, and the energy of the, of the customers, the noise and the sound, when you go to a, any food service establishment, a restaurant, a bar, wherever it is, and you just listen to the sound that happens, there's an energy about it. And once the customers are inside, there's a, a, a vibe and a sound that you can't duplicate. And I really look forward to seeing that happen. You know, kind of like people eating and, you know, sampling and yelling and noise. Yep. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's a healthy, happy, well-fed sound. So yeah, yeah, um, exactly. uh, it's always so much fun chatting with you. And even though we <laughs> didn't necessarily talk about what we're eating, we talked about the Kaiser roll. We talked about the fact we that did, we did, we the did. tuna is amazing and that Eric is going to maybe come in and celebrate his birthday and have come that. Come on in, Eric. Come and, um, and, you know. Maybe you come with him. Maybe. I don't know that he wants to spend his birthday with me. <laughs> I mean. Hey, but when you're there, it's an instant party. So, you oh, know, no, even though I haven't planned anything, <laughs> that sounds like a, it sounds like a great party. With a vanilla cupcake. There you go. Because it's the, the vanilla cupcake. It's a vanilla cupcake day. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, okay. My favorite. My favorite. My favorite frosting. My favorite icing is a Swiss buttercream okay yeah it is good if you do a vanilla swiss buttercream on a vanilla cupcake it's kind of vanilla but it kind of takes you to heaven (laughs) yeah that is true um it's Mm. that's a really yeah okay well you know what you're doing it again you're making me hungry all right (laughs) so uh so hey folks those of you that are listening and you know you want to prove that it's your birthday and uh get a free sandwich then Mm -hmm. go to Dingfelders.com. Figure out where Dingfelders is if you haven't been there yet. It's in Capitol Hill in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And check out the menu and uh, peek in the half door so that you can see the space we keep talking about. And if you're looking for something more, no problem. Go to nourishcatering.com and uh, Vance and his catering crew can help you figure out what is going to nourish everybody at your party. And they will be able to meet your needs. Cool. Thanks, yeah, you fans. Know what? 14th in East Pine. Stacy, Eric, Eric, have a happy birthday. I hope I get to see you. Thank you so thank much, you. sir. And Always thank a pleasure. You for the idea for the inaugural birthday sandwich that's free. Hey, if somebody takes advantage of that, that's going to make me happier than, you know, just about yeah, I anything. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. You know, and I'm kind of excited about it because it's something I was thinking about. Now we're doing it. Let's get it done. I love, love it. it. Just Thank like you that. Guys. Have a great day. You Thanks, too. Thanks, Vance. Take care, sir. Bye. I don't know what I want more now, like tuna or a cupcake. cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, hey, uh, we're pretty much out of time. So, what are we going to talk about next week? Let's find out. Ba-ba-dum.
Yeah, this topic arrives just in time. Best holiday food. Ooh. All right. We got Thanksgiving coming up. We got Christmas coming up. And uh, what are we going to serve? I have no clue. There are a lot of holidays, (laughs) and uh, this could also get contentious. This could be, again, hard-hitting topics. Hard-hitting journalism. That is what we are known for on this show. 60 minutes Every single week. 60 (laughs) minutes of hard-hitting turkey investigation. Totally. (laughs) Not at all tryptopan-inducing. Anyway, have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you or at you next week. Have a great week. Talk. Talk.